You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. edition. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the presently embarrassed Honey Cummings. Just kidding. It's Valerie Willis. Same well, person. Me, different... I don't know if my face is red because of the Honey Cummings stuff or because I'm really drunk. But it's okay. It's rapid fire questions. We got it. it is. You've got to take your hand off from the front of your face though. We've talked about this because then nobody can fucking hear you. Okay. Our sponsor today is Skunk Brother Spirits, coupon code DWA10. Check them out. They're absolutely amazing. And you're fucking listening to us. So like and subscribe. Hit those buttons. We need that. We love that. Okay. So for today, our amazing guest is a graphic novelist, Dennis Robinson. See, all I've been able to think about since right before you hit the record button is when you said the thing about Sasquatch is the line from Anchorman where they say it smells like Bigfoot's dick. So now that's all I can think about. So. Thank you for that. Well, the fun part of Sasquatch <laughs> story is the, it's a shifter story. It's an yeah. erotica shifter story for anybody who wants to check this out. And okay. he can't shift back unless he has sex. But his buddy who had a similar issue said, well, you know, it happened to me in Yellowstone, but I found some hippie chicks. <laughs> Oh man, is and he's like, I'm in the middle of the national force, and you guys just abandoned me. And his buddy goes, It's okay, I'll put it in a Craigslist dad. I mean, humorous shifter erotica. Okay, moving on to your rapid fire. Oh, wait, we gotta talk about what we're drinking. Um, I'm finishing up because I found more of this. This is my angry orchard hard fruit cider, which is passion fruit and pineapple infused or whatever the fuck it's really really yummy and not too sweet so i'm loving this val what are you drunk on right now (laughs) barefoot uh has a fruscata and i picked the apple and i'm look i just opened it and i'm i'm almost done i'm almost done eric i'm (laughs) eating it i'm drinking (laughs) drinking it in dust boots i'm good If anybody wants to put a comment in on how quote unquote good you think Val is at this moment in time to this episode, I would love to see that because I know where I'm betting. Dennis, what are you drinking? I am drinking my second can of Twisted Tea, the beverage of social justice. Social justice. You've seen that video, right? No. You haven't seen the video? There's literally, it's a, it's like a convenience store where, uh, uh, African-American guys buying twisted tea and some white guys being super racist buying them. And he literally beats the crap out of the guy with the twisted tea can. So like, it was like twisted tea blew up after that. Cause they're like, what is this twisted tea? So now I'm like, it's the, it's the drink of social justice. <laughs> so, is that a malt liquor much like your four loco that you discussed earlier? Uh, I don't know if it's a malt liquor. Does it uh, it's have only an actual liquor described in the ingredients, such as vodka or something? Let me see here. Where are the ingredients? I know it's brewed with real very tea. Uh, very tiny here. under all the numbers. I was going to say, where are the other numbers? 
does oh it actually says the number of calories on the can i never even noticed that um i don't see anywhere on this can where it says the ingredients so that's malt liquor so cool i appreciate that okay uh, just for the record anybody <laughs> listening if you ever wonder oh, it is malt it says malt beverage with tea natural flavors and artificial sweeteners yeah if you ever wonder if it does not say this has liquor rum whatever the fuck in it it is malt liquor Okay. And I appreciate, so pretty much you're just drinking Four Locos with tea. So well done with that. It's not, it's only 4%. Four Locos is like 12. Like you got to drink a lot of this to get. The Four Locos is like 1200%. I, I know. You only <laughs> need one and you're good. Yeah. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Now that we got past the ingredients right. on your beverage. What is your favorite book of all time? Sadly, it's probably where the red fern grows, even though I hate it. Oh my God. I love that book. I talk about it all the time. So, another side for you, not to get derailed on your rapid fire questions. I I guessed it on another D and D podcast called Adventure Incorporated, where it was a wishbone esque adventure where they all played dogs in the wishbone universe, and they had to make sure books. They were the guardians of books, and so I made them go into where the red fern grows, and they had to make everything happen in the book. So they had to make sure the dogs died in the book. Like it was. Okay, because... spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched that movie, which by the way, still holds up and sees the, the book. It is very much like an old yeller situation. I was going to so. say, is it spoiler alert? It's like 30 years old at this point. You know, but a lot of people, <laughs> some of this stuff is not brought up. This is one I thing suppose. that's huge to me. There are some classics that people talk about all the time, but there are some amazing stories. That is a great fucking story about oh, it is. what that kid did. I love that story. But if you can't handle dogs dying, do not read that book. You will cry and cry. It's on the website, Does a Dog Die? I forget what the name of the website, but there's a website like <laughs> that literally you can look up if you don't like whether or not um, dogs die. And it tells you in books and movies whether a dog gets killed. We have something similar that we have to do. So on Monday nights, we do a bad movie night. And one of our co-hosts, uh, each of us picks a movie each week on Amazon Prime. And so now he has to go to a website where you find out if the movie has sexual assault because he accidentally keeps picking movies where that happens. So now he checks to see if the movie he's going to pick has it so he can avoid it. Yeah, otherwise you got to do trigger warnings yeah. for anybody watching. Okay, um, what is your least favorite book of all time? Least favorite. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I do have one. What the hell is it called? Um, oh, what is it? It's the it's it's what about, was it about it's about that, like it's banned in a lot of schools. It's about like a kid, there's a hooker in every it. fucking book right now. Uh, I know, but it's like it's about no, this was banned like 20, like they were trying to ban it like 20 years ago. Um, it's about a kid. It's a coming of age story where like there's hookers involved. Kid's kind of a dick. He, he, he dodges the draft by cutting off one of his toes. Oh, what is it called? Oh, I'm at a loss. This is a terrible song. Okay, that's fine. It'll come to you. Well, we're going to move on. Toes is a bad combo. I remember. It is a bad combo. Okay, what is your favorite um, book to TV show or movie like that you think they did it really well? Shawshank Redemption is my favorite movie of all time. So I'm going to go with that one because it was a book. I don't know how well it was 
translated from book to movie. I know Stephen King wasn't the biggest fan of it, but it's my favorite movie of all time, and it was a book, so I'm going to go with that. Did you read the book? I did not read the book. Okay, well, that doesn't fucking count. (laughs) I love Shawshank Redemption. Brilliant, very well-cast movie, but you got to pick something you actually read the book, and then you saw the movie and didn't fucking hate it. Or TV show. Mm. there's so many out there i know i know i know this is i love the rings lord of the rings okay okay there are many people that have said i have not managed to finish lord of the rings but i did read the fellowship and i did watch the fellowship so that counts it does count there's a lot of walking in those books there it's a lot of description a there lot is. There's a lot of trees and there's a lot of walking. And luckily, Jen's not on here because she'd yell because she teaches that. Oh, school. you know what? Great Gatsby. I really don't like that book. Okay, good. I'm glad you, you circled back. That doesn't it wasn't, involve That's not the book I was thinking of, but okay. I don't like that book. <laughs> what about um, where you think they took a book and did a fucking terrible job with the movie or TV show? Thor Love and Thunder. So for me, um, one of the, I, I don't read a ton of comic books, which is funny because I write them, but like uh, Thor, the God, the, the God Butcher was a series that I did read and I really loved it. And it was really cool because there were three different Thors, like you had old Thor, regular Thor, and then super young and mature Thor. And you had the story of this guy who his family was killed because of neglect by gods. And he went out on this like rampage where he just was murdering everybody. And it was like this really cool time travel adventure uh, mixed with like religion and all this stuff. And then the movie kind of just crammed too much in uh, a small time frame. Pop culture joy as we can be. Yeah. And, And like then they added Mighty Thor, which is a story where Jane Foster gets cancer in the comics and, uh, Whenever she puts, whenever she wields Mjolnir, she doesn't like it keeps the cancer at bay, but also Mjolnir is killing her. So it's like this whole thing where, you know, by using Mjolnir, she doesn't have cancer, but then as soon as she stops wielding it, she's dying faster. So it's this whole thing. And they took that really cool storyline and then shoved that in the movie too. So yeah, the, I would say Thor Love and Thunder, I really disliked, uh, you know, how they changed the book to the movie, I would say. As a reader, what is your pet peeve? Like, what will make you stop reading immediately? Like, for Mark Munsey, it's alabaster skin. The moment he reads that, he's like, oh, I'm done. I'm out. This is Jane Austen territory. For me, when I'm reading, I check out if you establish a character one way and then you immediately have them do a bunch of crap that doesn't make any sense for that character to do. Like I'm very much somebody who's tied into story and character. And if a character does a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense to the story or to the character themselves, I just check out. Cause I'm like, no, like that doesn't make any sense. Like there's no way that person would do that in that instance. Like if you're gonna do something that's totally out of character, that's cool, but you have to make it fit within the world or the story or something. There needs to be a reason for it. Not just like meh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, like with my books, not to do shameless plug, but my uh, yeah, one of the things that I love. Away, it's your podcast. 
one of the things that I love about my editor is that she gets how the characters are. And if I do something in the book, she's like, I don't think the character would do that here. As I think the character would do this here. And then I'm like, you know what? You're right. And then change it around. So that's my, my new editor. I love that about her is that she really gets a good grasp of like my characters and what is believable or not believable with them. And so then she can kind of keep me, you know, sort of in check a little bit. Um, yeah. So, so that's one of my big pet peeves is just screwing around with story and character. Huh? Do you finish them? Sorry, say that again? Finish your book. Will you finish it even if you get to that point where you're like, I fucking hate everything going on. Will you still finish the book? Oh yeah, I'm stubborn as hell. Like I'm too I'm too invested at this point. I'm definitely oh you you mean to finish a book that I uh, read? Yeah. Oh no, I won't. I, I'll just be like, I'm done. I don't even care what happens in the rest of the book. Good, because it's a gigantic <laughs> fucking waste of time to finish a book. You've already yeah. given them the money. They got what they needed from it. What about reviews? So have reviews started to come in on book one? So not on their own. I reach out to podcasts and I'm like, hey, would you be interested in reviewing the book? So I'll reach out to comic book podcasts typically and I'll be like, hey, um, here's a free digital copy of the book. You know, would you be willing to give it a review? And so there have been about a half a dozen to a dozen reviews that have come in so far. Um, Sir, I will tell you, you better have a newsletter and remind your newsletter emailers to leave a review. I went from like 16 after struggling for five years, doing it that way of bloggers and podcast mm -hmm. to within a year of doing a newsletter and sending a reminder every other couple of months to 62. Okay. So newsletters, where is it? Kelly doesn't have a newsletter, Val. So Murray, I'm done. I'm done. Well, so I, I don't have a newsletter. I do a, um, a mailing list. Is that similar? Same That's same okay. thing. Are you asking them for reviews? No, I haven't done that yet. So the, the mailing list is only 18 people right now. I don't know where I would have them leave a review. Um, I think Kickstarter actually has a review space. Good read. Um, but I have to double check. Are, these, are the books not available on Amazon and stuff like that yet? They're available digitally on Amazon. The reason I don't put them physically on Amazon is Amazon does, um, what is it called? Print. Print on demand. Print on demand. And from what I understand, print on demand is uh, terrible quality. Like for comic books anyways, like they do really bad quality for print on demand. They also okay, take like 70%. So it's like a whole. We're going to talk separately offline because okay. there's a couple things you should be doing to get into the dollar dollar bill y'all space, which you need to do. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask a Danielle question because she's not here, but I love this question. And she'll just get mad when she listens to the episode, depending on your answer. We love you, Danielle. Um, <laughs> is if you you would have to choose one of these three things because you're going to prove it's real. So you're going to run into one of these things just to prove it's real right okay Loch Ness Monster aliens UFOs aliens or Sasquatch Bigfoot I, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna parse this answer oh, it's not wow. Sasquatch okay it's not that one which I know is is very disappointing to Valerie uh <laughs> The most interesting would be aliens, 
but I like dinosaurs, so Loch Ness monster. So I'm okay, torn so now you're not going to make her mad. She's firmly convinced that you know I keep sending her because they keep <laughs> getting fo- new photographic evidence of the Loch Ness monster. I keep sending it to her. I don't care what time of day it is. I'll forward her the story because I watched a whole entire little mini documentary that said what Loch Ness actually is that people were seeing are giant blue whale dicks, which was the <laughs> most hysterical thing to me, but I can't tell her she gets fucking mad when I talk about that. So. The latest article I've read is uh, it's a giant eel. There's like giant eels in the bottom of the, the lake there. That doesn't make any fucking sense, but oh, anyway. Found DNA. Yeah. Stop trying to explain things to us, <laughs> biologists. We don't want your nature. It's real. Fuck that shit. Um, what is your favorite genres to read? What genres do you read? Since you write comic books and apparently don't read a lot of them, what do you read? Um, my favorite genre to read, anyways, are mystery. I would say, uh, especially whodunits. I love trying to figure out who did something or didn't do something and then being completely surprised by the end. Um, so I'd say mysteries are typically uh, my favorite um, sort of genre of stories. So um, are you that way with mystery movies as well? Um, I don't know if mystery movies are my favorite movie, but I do love. No, I mean, do you enjoy mystery, mystery movies? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I love mystery movies. Um, like, uh, what's, what's the movie with, um, oh, it's got an all-star cast. It's, it's poo-pooed on now because it's got Kevin Spacey in it, but, um, the usual suspects, like I really enjoyed that movie. Um, the original clue movie, like I would have loved to have seen that in theaters because depending on what theater you went to, you got a different ending of the movie. Whereas I saw it on DVD. So you got all the endings. Um, I think that'd be really fascinating to, to see. They're redoing Clue. Did you hear that? I They're redoing that. it. Oh, yeah. Have you seen uh, Logan Lucky? That's a good one. I have not. Uh, the movie, there's there's like three whodunit movies that I want to see that I haven't gotten around to. Knives Out, um, Death on the Nile, and then there's another one with Kenneth Branagh. It's like a, it's like a train or something like that. I forget what it's called. Um. But that's Murder also on the Orient one. Express. It's not that one, right? I think it's that one. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, Knives Out was pretty good, actually. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I, you know, I I want comedy. Logan Lucky. Okay. Especially when yeah. you got Dan, what is his name? The 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 double seven guy, Daniel. Daniel Craig. Yes, he plays as a redneck convict called Joe Bang. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, why are you got gummy bears and sugar? He goes, this is science here. <laughs> can't right. make a palm out of gummy bears. He's like, yes, you can. And he starts like going through. <laughs> oh, Val is drunk. She likes this movie though. Okay, Val, you get to ask a question. I'm afraid of what that means, but please do so. <laughs> if you could be any supernatural being, which one would you choose and why? You I write be- werewolves, but that doesn't necessarily mean you'd prefer to be a werewolf. Oh, I mean, I know a lot of really messed up supernatural beings, so I don't know if I'd want to be any of them. Um, so, you know what? I, I'm going to go with werewolf just because they're cool. Which kind of werewolf, though? Which kind of werewolf? There are so many different kinds of werewolves. There are. There are many, many, many kinds. Um, 
You know what? I'm going to go with, oh, man, do I want to go with that just because it's goofy? Um, the Rougarou is really funny to me. Yes. It's yes. so stupid, the rules that it has, but it's really funny to me. <laughs> like, you can literally not die to a Rougarou if you just put a certain number of items on your porch because it can't count past a certain number. Gets confused it is, and it, it is leaves. 13 pennies. 13. Sir, 13. Because he has 12 fingers. I'm That's a right. Rougarou expert, sir. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm eventually going to write raunchy with a rougarou. But. <laughs> By the way, I remember that book that I didn't like. It was The Catcher in the Rye. Oh. It was okay. Okay. The way you described that book, I would have never got The Catcher in the Rye. I read That's the all I remember. The I remember there's a hooker. And I remember he cuts off his toe to dodge the draft. That's all I can remember from that book. It was oh a long God. time. I would have never gotten Catcher in the Rye from your obscure... I, we should do a I, podcast called Obscure Book Descriptions and see if people can get them by listing weird fucking shit. And maybe it's not I the literally had the to like, I looked up list of banned books and went year by year by year and had to get all the way to like 20, 2009 before I found it. And I was like, oh, there it is. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Oh, wow. If you like the Rougarou, there's a new documentary that came out um, where they Ruger go to- Rougarou hand away from your face. So there's a new documentary about the Rougarou called Howl of the Rougarou and it, they go to the different little towns in that area and it's interesting because within that small little swampy section there's like eight different variants of the Rougarou so um so and then people are talking about their eyewitness accounts one woman swears her uncle was one it's it's interesting huh. and a fun little jaunt into the history there so can i level with you valerie yes twice i thought you said dogumentary <laughs> and i was like okay this, this is the wine <laughs> just saying just saying. You again stumbled upon one of Valerie's. I've been researching this, so she goes <laughs> fucking ape shit. Well, I mean, she writes, you know, lycanthropy books. Of course, it, you know, she's going to be a, a huge expert on. Oh, it's things. not just lycanthropy, my love. Oh no, 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 no. This, the recent dive is Caribbean-based mythology, Whoa. like the Duin and the the Seguapas and La Diablis. Oh. And uh, what's the oh Papa Boy? Oh, Mama Delo and Papa Boy. Don't Are you familiar, boy. even though this is nowhere near where you were talking, the Leshy? Yes. It's one of yes. my favorite mythological creatures. Yes. Slavic. Yes. yes. Do you know? So, third party who's not uh, in the loop here, uh, do you know what a Leshy is? No. Ask it's me. A, it's a, a tree thing the witcher. No. Trust me, it's great. It's a tickle monster that tickles you to death. And the way that you get out of it is you put your clothes on backwards and you put your shoes on the opposite feet. Why? I don't know. That's that's just the mythology. That's why I geeked out over that moment uh, in, uh, what is it? Everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Once, and the first thing put she has to do. Feet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So I don't remember what it's called. Valerie's going to. So when I was in South Africa, I went to Cape Town and they okay. told me of a legend down there. And um, see, she's going to try to remember it as I'm telling this story. She looks but there's a creature down there. that's a short little creature. And okay. the legend is you have to put your bed up on bricks. Like you okay. have to raise your bed above the ground hmm. because it eats 
it starts by eating at your toes. But because people <laughs> would sleep on the ground so much, mm -hmm. um, they die. And it was because of this creature. Huh. It's the, the tekoloshi. So it has that leshy yeah. sound to it, but it's oh, okay. there. See, you just learned something from me, which you didn't there think you, you would because I'm not the research person. But <laughs> they explained this to me and I was like, so let me get this straight. But if you go into people's houses there, and I'm talking pretty much everyone has these bricks under their beds. It's just so like the creature can't get to them. Yeah. One of those things where. Okay. What is your favorite weird food combination? Favorite weird food combination. Didn't expect that question. On I did box. not. That is a left turn. <laughs> um, oh, I have one too. What is it? I've been drinking now. It's hard to remember. Um, it's not true. Scribe, get your shit together. I, I get a lot of shit for this. <laughs> Mustard and French fries. See? That's terrible. That's that sounds See? horrific. Well, have you ever had vinegar on French fries? It's a Pittsburgh yeah. thing. Malt vinegar See? with fish and chips. See, mustard has like a vinegary taste to me. Not super. And then vinegar. it has the mustard taste, which is yeah. not vinegar. Not vinegar. Hey, fun aside. So I I tried um, what the hell is that calorie counting fucking uh. It's Nutrisystem. They always have it for NFL or whatever. So I tried it out once just to see how this thing works. All it is is they just fucking starve you. That's all it is. But so you can have as many fruits and vegetables as you want, as long as it's within this list of fruits and vegetables. So for me, I don't really like to eat a lot of vegetables except for celery. So there's only so many sticks of celery you can eat before you get bored. So I was literally putting mustard on celery for some sort of flavoring because... Oh mustard doesn't have any calories in it so that didn't last very long before i was just like i can't <laughs> i can't with this anymore you know they do say that um eating celery will change how a man tastes celery it's just water you're just, you're just chewing I, water i'm just saying if you do your research you do fucking research hounds eating celery changes the taste of male See, I've heard pineapple, but I've never no. heard celery. 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 Is it good or bad? Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I learned that. So <laughs> now that I've got Val embarrassed again, and I didn't even bring up anything fucking having to do with her, but I do want that included in my erotica story you're writing about me. So I need you to write that down. Why is this guy always carrying around celery everywhere? It's weird. The siren or, or the mermaid? It's a siren. Okay. Uh, I, anyway, um, so Valerie writes some of her stories based on real people in her life. Sure. So for those of us that her with a badge of honor, I'm like, cool. And then there are others that are fucking embarrassed as hell because <laughs> that's what happens. Story. It is just a story that involves, you know, <laughs> fornication with a ghost, whatever. Um, fine. So, Val, if you can recover yourself, I want to give you the last epic question. I get the last epic question. I thought question. that was leading into a question, to be honest. Like, you were you were setting up this, no, like, no. I, I thought your question was going to be, 
do you ever add people you know into your stories or something like that? Well, like, I I'll that's ask that question because it's going to take a while for Val to think of her fucking question. Trust me. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I have this little bit left and I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm done. I know. You're done drinking, but you're actually co-hosting. So you have to participate <laughs> in the podcast, which I've told you many no, times. No, it's fine. I finished. I completed it. I win. I win. I win. It's fine. I'm done. She's like, I win. I'm done. She just I walks away. Yeah, she just gets up and leaves. <laughs> leaves meeting. Done. Okay. That's okay. She's going to go upstairs and she's going to see her husband. And he's going to be like, you're hanging out with Erica again, weren't you? So it's fine. Um, so do you use your real life people in your stories? Well, yes. the question. <laughs> yeah, well, yes and no. So I didn't necessarily base any of the characters in the first book directly off of people. I based interactions off uh, real life people. So like the way that I interact with my friends uh, are some of the ways that the main character interacts with his friends. The way that I've interact with some of my brothers, uh, I come from a, uh, I have five siblings, so... Um, the way that he interacts with his brother is very similar with uh, the way that I've interacted in the past with some of my brothers. Um, so I draw experience from real life in terms of that. Funny enough, when I write um, love interests in the story, they do tend to be based off of some of my exes. Like this character, like a character will have like a couple of traits of this particular ex, and this character will have a couple of traits about this particular ex. You know, a lot of times they die. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're exes. It's just, I have a it's, sign it on serves my door the story. Morning. Um, if you come in here, I will write you into my story and most likely kill you. <laughs> so I write horror, so I do kill people. So sure. if you want to really piss me off, I will fucking eviscerate <laughs> you in fiction. That's so <laughs> the, the Kickstarter that I've done the last two years, I always have a goal where it says you can die in the next book. And last time I had three people take me up on it. And so they've all died wonderful deaths in the second book. And then for the current Kickstarter, another three people, one of them is the same from the last one. He now has a goal where he wants to, like Kenny, die in every book in the series, <laughs> except for the first one, because we didn't do a Kickstarter for the very first one. Uh, and then two other people were like, yeah, I want to die in the book. And I'm like, okay, you'll die. You'll die pretty, pretty horribly, but that's fine. So they, they seem, they look at it more like a fun thing. Like, hey, I get to die in the book. Now, my one coworker, he was telling my other coworkers, he's like, yeah, I, I cause I, I opened a meeting with, hey, we just finished your death page today. And he's like, in a book, it's in a book, everybody. It's in a book. <laughs> That's okay. I write um, humorous erotica as well. And there have been okay. people from my past that go, is that me? And I'm like, <laughs> maybe, yes. Possible. Yes, that's you. I don't necessarily treat them well in the book. <laughs> um, Valerie, on that note, what is your epic final question? Epic final question. Do you be a main character in any... any? Oh my God, did you steal somebody else's I did, name? I did, I did. I'm going to let him answer. This doesn't work. What questions have we asked? I'm no. leaving this podcast. No, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna let him answer this. I'm gonna finish it, but you better what think of a question? question. If you could be a main character in any from any book or movie or TV series, who would it be? Who's no? Life but you have to life? live their life. You have to, you have to live their whole life. You have to live their story. Yes. And now think of a fucking question that is not stealing from somebody else, Valerie. <laughs> um, man. 
character whose life I'd like to live in. A main character, even. Because a lot of times the main character goes through a lot of shit. Um, man, what's so such so random, the things that pop into your brain while you're trying to think of things. Like, I literally thought of the movie Richie Rich. I haven't thought of that movie in, like, 15, 20 years. Why did Richie Rich pop up in my fucking head? Um <laughs> I, uh, you know I'm what? I got it. Do. The Ghostbusters. Pick any of the four main characters. I'd be happy to be any of them. Oh, please tell me you'd want to be Venkman because I, well, I feel like that Venkman, is... Kind of... Venkman is a psychologist, so that makes sense. But he's also... he's a, In the first movie, he's a little rapey. Like, like, why bring the sleeping meds to your first date? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, It's like, why are you... Um, but Venkman is my favorite character. I was about uh, to say you pick the most obscure parts of shit. I know, right? Uh, it's just like the whatever I focus on. But yeah, we take a poll right now, but we're not fucking live. Just <laughs> how many people even fucking remember that in the movie? <laughs> no one. No. To be no fair, to be fair, my girlfriend hadn't even seen that. She's thirty. She's never seen that movie. We watched it a few months ago, and she had to cover her eyes because she thought the chair part was too scary. Like she gets, she cannot watch anything even remotely scary. We watch. Um, what we do in the shadows and she covers her eyes every time there's a blood spray so no. i mean oh literally God, like what we do in the shadows it's i know me too fucking show okay valerie <laughs> you better have a fucking original question original original question okay uh you mentioned earlier that you really wanted to take a deep dive in Egyptian mythology and history as part of your thing. What okay. is your favorite Egyptian uh, mythology or entity? Uh, well, and he appears in the, in the fourth book, I would say Anubis. He's just, he's just cool. Like um, uh, he's the, uh, the overseer of the afterlife, so to speak. And he's the person who judges you when you go to die and he rips, well, he doesn't rip, but he pulls your heart out and weighs it against a feather. And then it's all based on, really guilt more than anything else like uh to determine like um you know if you go to the good place or the bad place in terms of egyptian uh you know afterlife a funny anubis story okay so um because i'm not afraid to talk about my age one of my very first boyfriends who i met on an online bulletin board <laughs> back when you i had a 9200 baud modem because i was a fucking rock star okay uh had the handle anubis oh, and i right. used to say it wrong all the time i used to say anubis anubis <laughs> well it was just written for me and this is really before the internet <laughs> was a big thing that's fair that's fair, fair. That's fair. don't so forget like, to sign up for your <laughs> <laughs> for your anubis yeah anubis. could be a shot could be a could be a lecture could be anything really Sound i was like anubis. what is anubis when i'm when i talk to him and he's like anubis and i'm like what's the and then i was like oh oh okay hooked on phonics you gotta love that work it on pahonics work it for me <laughs> okay so shameless self-promotion time my friend all righty. So you can find me on all social media at world's most okayest DM. Mostly I'm on Instagram. Mostly anybody cares on Instagram because I post pictures of my newfie, Yoshi. She's a big, fluffy, goofy dog. Um, 
You can also find me on a podcast called Botched, a D&D podcast. It's an improv comedy show draped in the loose skin of Dungeons and Dragons with a little bit of drinking involved as well. You can find that Botched, a D&D podcast on all your podcatchers. Uh, literally anything that you use to listen to podcasts, you can find our show. Uh, for my personal stuff, if you want to check out my comic book, Lycan Solomon's Odyssey, the story of the world's first werewolf, you can check that out on HiveheadStudios.com. Hive as in like beehive. Um, there is a free sample of the free 18-page digital sample of the book if you want to check it out. There's also a full digital version of the book. You can also get uh, physical copies of the book on there as well. And then soon you'll be able to pre-order the second book. Uh, once I get that set up, we're just trying to finalize things. The Kickstarter just ended for the second book. I also have a Patreon called patreon.com slash hiveheadstudios where you get uh, access to a Discord because who doesn't have a Discord these days? Uh, you also get... Uh, previews of the next book in terms of art and things coming in and there's also a podcast called like and subscribe that we do for our patrons where myself and charles mcfall sit down and we just sort of go into the ins and outs behind the scenes uh trials and tribulations of trying to make comics so check that out over patreon.com slash hivehead studios very impressive the amount of twisted tea that you pulled all of that off the same way you can tell you've done that Writers yep. out there learn from him. You should know your seamless self-promotion plug regardless of how much fucking alcohol you have. Okay, guys. This has been Drinking With Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I have been your host, Erica Lance. Our sponsor today has been Skunk Brother Spirits. Since you're listening or watching us, please like or subscribe. We need that. And since you've been drinking along with us, please leave us a drunk review. We would appreciate it. If you're sober, you can leave us a sober review, but review us. We'd like it. And my co-host today has been the now pleasantly beyond intoxicated. <laughs> Plaster. Another 30 minutes, she'll be asleep, Valerie <laughs> Willis, with her apple Moscato. And <laughs> our guest has been Dennis Robinson. And we will see you guys next time. Hey, everyone. This is Carrie from the Metal Geeks podcast. Thanks for geeking out with us for the past 10 years. Yes, I said that 10 years that we've been doing this talking about video games and metal and TV and movies and comic books and scene parks and all that other cool stuff. Check us out on our website at metalgeeks.net and on all the socials at metalgeeks. We are proud members of the ESO network. Keep it geeky and keep it metal. This has been a broadcast of the ESO network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.